All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to, of course, another amazing episode of Insight Now with Daniel and Amy White in Minnesota. So uh, how is life in Minnesota these days? Fall is my favorite season. So life in Minnesota is wonderful, beautiful, just amazing. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. That's Fall good. is my least favorite season. No, winter is my least favorite season. <laughs> so, so Quinn has been gunning for Christmas music. Hard. <laughs> That's Nathaniel. Our, our kids are like, all the time. <laughs> oh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't listened to Christmas music in quite a while. But, um, yeah, our kids are like, can we set up the Christmas tree? When can we set up the Christmas tree? We're like. November <laughs> at the earliest, like Thanksgiving. Time. Can we get right. through a holiday? Right, like just one. Yeah. Yeah, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, I I love fall. Um, I love fall up here. You know, it's it's gorgeous, and um, I'm I'm a big fan of the seasons. I love four seasons. I'm glad I don't have the kind of winters you guys have, which is great. You know, I mean, we're in the mountains. I get to ski all winter. I mean, there's some great benefits to living in a resort town, you know, with a lake in the summer and the ski hill in the winter. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, I I think I think the transition of the seasons is even some of the more fun times. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe for you, Amy, watching the beauty of the change. Yeah. Right. And um, so so I agree with that. I am I am. Uh, I don't know, after like probably like the 12th time through the Bean Crosby Christmas album, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm still done from how intense it was this last year. So I am not looking forward to that. Um, I came home and Quinn had the, the YouTube uh, video playing all the classic Christmas songs. And it's the picture of the like the big house with the fireplace and the giant tree. Oh, oh, isn't this great day? I'm like, shut it down. <laughs> it is still September. I am not ready. I'm not ready. But uh, you know, hey, Walmart's getting ready for Christmas already. So that's that's of course you know, it is. fine. You know, hey. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well and it oh that's an interesting uh, maybe segue um because we are in a consumer driven culture. Right. We we um, we spend so much of our time consumed with what we're going to get and um, what we're going to be, you know, giving and, and buying and purchasing and all that kind of stuff. You know, very consumer driven. Annalise says, hey, guys. Hey, Annalise. Hey, hey. Smiley face in the clap. Bye bye. Uh, so, um, you know, I think um, I think that it's it's interesting because we, we do get driven um, as if we are consumers in the kingdom. Yeah. And by consumers, I mean, we're, we're results oriented. Yeah. And we figure, God, if I pay you this stuff, if I pay you my time, if I pay you my money, if I pay you my heart, then I'm going to get back all these things that I want. Yeah. Right. And And anything else is injustice. Yep. If I don't get it, it's from the devil. 
Right. Yeah. Right. So, so it's really interesting how that consumer mindset has kind of infiltrated the church and has kind of taken over a bit, but you know, um, we all, we are all called to do some things, right. Love people. Well, love God, love each other. Right. You know, that, that great commandment. And yeah. then uh, we also have the great commission, right. That follows it right up with go and disciple nations, make disciples yes. of all nations. Right. And, and yeah. so, um, you know, so I think that we often will pursue God in our own means to our own end when God has actually given us, you know, a divine call and something pretty amazing that we should be striving after and going for and seeing the world changed and, and seeing his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And uh, in that place, we, we have a lot, lots of different approaches to that. Right. And hopefully not as consumers. Yeah. Right. And so Amy, you had a conversation with somebody that was pretty interesting, you know, just on this, this concept of maybe we should just talk about the concept a little bit before we get into that of changing the world and what should that look like? Right. Mm -hmm. What, what is that? What is, what does it mean to change the world, take dominion, do all that kind of stuff? I'm throwing it at you. <laughs> That's a big question. You know what? Honestly, Chris, I think the answer is different for everybody <laughs> because Good. of the gifts and the graces on our life. We're all yeah. going to look at the situation and we're all going to see a different piece of what, what needs to happen and what needs to be done. Yep. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The kingdom. I mean, if we're talking about kingdom advancing, that's yeah, you know, it. Like, <laughs> really it's that. People come to know Jesus as their yeah. Lord and Savior and walk in his ways. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I think that sometimes we try to make it something big and nebulous and, and scary and unreachable. And, and really, it's not all that big and hard. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. 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 With, with the wrong expectations, you create unnecessary disappointment, right? Right. Well, and the vastness of the problem can be to... You know, like you're disillusioned and then you don't do anything because you feel like you can't. We gotta wow. save the world. <laughs> yep. What were you gonna say, Nathaniel? Uh just saying like it, you know, it really is as simple as that, like getting people saved and teaching them to follow God in his ways. Mm -hmm. Um, which which is a connection to God where he makes you progressively more and more like him so it's just your it, it's normal life you just live your normal life and it keeps getting better because god keeps improving you by making you more like him um so like it keeps getting better um and it keeps getting more natural to do what you know you're supposed to do but the natural outflow of that is like yeah everything in all the various areas and cultures and mountains or whatever the metaphor you want to use is, it's all going to get better because everybody who actually walks like Jesus instead of in their own ways or in the foolishness of the world or in just outright evil, like yeah. it's going yeah. to make the world a better place just simply by people living like Jesus. Um, you, if you have a, a business person making business decisions, 
the way that Jesus would if he was sitting in those in, in that executive chair, or if you have leaders in Congress who are making godly decisions, same thing. All of those things are going to naturally flow towards um, like the world just being better and, and it operating better. So yeah. that's a great example of that. Because when he walked with the Lord and in the Lord's wisdom, not just did Israel prosper, but everybody that came to Solomon to learn his wisdom, they also prospered more. Yep. When you walk in wisdom, things work. Yep. Yeah. Well, and we are in an era of wisdom that's going to require us to um, walk in a different measure of wisdom. Um, and I think there's a grace on this season to walk in a different measure of wisdom than we've understood, you know, up to this point. And, and since everybody's different, right. And everybody has different graces, the wisdom may, it's not one size fits all. Right. Yeah. Tell us the story, Amy, about your conversations this week that were, that were intriguing you. Yeah. So yesterday I went out grocery shopping. And at the first grocery store I was at, I ran into a friend, and we were just chatting about, um, honestly, about the vastness of the problems facing our world today, and he was just talking about how, for him, he started, he's really been pondering about the gift of God on his life, which is generosity, and his one-on-one -on -one connection. He said, you know, if, if you ask me to get up and speak in front of a group of people, he's like... I can do it. It would be a struggle. You know, it's, it's not where he flows, where the grace just flows for him. And so he's like, you know, I really believe that I'm really good at just having these one-on-one -on -one conversations, walking up and telling somebody about Jesus, you know, just can I pray for you? And, and he's so good at this. He does it everywhere he goes, you know? And, and so he's, he's really coming to this conclusion that maybe he, it, it isn't his calling to preach on a stage, but it's mm -hmm. definitely his calling or the gift on his life to talk one-on-one -on -one and really get deep with a person. And, um, and I was like, yeah, that's so good. You know, and I was talking to him about just the vastness of the problems and how it was creating, uh, uh, heart issues for me, high blood pressure and how I needed to cut all those things out and just focus on, you know, what's in front of me in my church and my home. And then I go to this next door and I run into another guy um, that I've known for a long time. He runs ministry. He's a, a very wealthy businessman and we're talking and he starts telling me about how he's really burned out on the whole Christianese and these seven mountains. In fact, he doesn't see the seven mountains in scripture. And even though he's sown a million dollars into the seven mountains, he really is coming back to the word of God and listening. He's like, you need to go home and like read through the book of Acts and look all the only, he says that he works to spread the gospel, you know, and, and it's only mentioned twice, but you know, that there's, so he, he basically was saying no seven mountain mandate. That's not real. After 22 years of preaching it, he's repented. He's turned a new way. And, and he just believes that he needs to just work and share the gospel. And so it was very interesting to have these two different conversations, but I think the theme was the problem is vast. <laughs> so one guy is like judging it and saying, that's not right. I'm going to do this. And the other guy's saying, Hey, where's my grace? Cause I need to stop trying to do everything and find the place of grace in my life. Mm. Cause that's where I can make the difference. 
Right. Yeah. Well, and it's, it is interesting. You mentioned that they're, they both seem to have a gift of generosity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. And, and of course we know that generosity is the flow of what comes out of us. What we've received, we give. Right. And so right. Um, generosity is a natural response to what you've received. And um, mm -hmm. if you put the wrong expectation on what you sow, you then receive disappointment with your generosity. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. um, I think there's actually some pretty strong biblical mandate on the um, where you're not reading between the lines uh, concerning um, the mountain of the Lord's house being above all the other mountains. Right. Um, and uh, that that all the nations will flow to the people of God to receive the wisdom of God. Exactly. Um, but maybe the manifestation of the transformation of seven mountains is very different than what we assume. Right. Mm -hmm. And maybe it looks different than um, how we poured into it. Right. Right. You know, yeah. and, and and, you know, I think this is a good thing for all of us to keep in mind. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It is yeah. really easy to put the, the wrong expectations on God. Yeah. Well, and if you try to force the kingdom of God to function and appear and manifest the same way the kingdoms of the world manifest. Right. You're probably going to get something twisted and perverted and end up with power struggles and manipulation. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it, like there's going to be. um just issues there where like god's kingdom is not meant to to operate in the same way that the kingdoms of the world are mm -hmm. so you're going to end up corrupting something along the way um it, what that means in more practical terms is just like you know we've got a couple different examples you guys especially in your area like you might think of the mormon church or Sure. You might think of other denominations where it's like, this is the capital of the world and everything revolves around this physical kingdom that's been established. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and we believe in taking land and redeeming the land and it, we've done all kinds of prophetic acts to help yeah. cleanse land and all, all, all of those kinds of things. Um, and Jesus will one day rule and reign on physically on planet Earth, like all of those things like. I'm not, not undoing or saying anything against all of that, but I'm just saying when you have this physical territory that you're like, okay, we have arrived, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and now the laws of the land and like, I, I don't know, it's, it, it's, it just can get wonky really fast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. It can, it can. So, so when we talk about taking dominion and taking territory back from the enemy, um, you know, in Genesis, where it talks about you will rule over the fish of the sea, but you'll take dominion over the land um, and then the birds of the air and all that. So, but it's interesting because one is a willing, one is that you have willing participants to your mm -hmm. rule and the other is they're not willing but you still take the territory <laughs> right. right the dominion right. is taking the territory um uh through without their consent and then the the rule over is the their willingly willing participants yeah right and and i think it is interesting because uh so often we will get those mixed up in where we're at in this season there is a season where jesus final rule in his dominion 
is exercised, then every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Absolutely. is Lord, right? Like he's going to like, nope, you're all bowing now. Like there's no, you don't have an option. You don't Great get, you know, no, I'm here. Here's my glory. You're bowing. Right? right. And so I think a lot of people get twisted up with the, with the seven mountains thinking that um, in order for um, the government, the government has to bow the knee to Jesus in order to be sanctified or to be reclaimed. Um, and I don't see that in scripture, you know, like I see that, I see that the church is leaven and we get this opportunity to be involved in government and change the culture of the government and honor God at some point in yeah. time, revelations, uh, was it 19 where all the nations of the earth bring their glory before the throne of God. Yeah. Right. And it's not like the nations of a new earth or a different earth or some other place. No, it's like the nations of this earth bring their glory right. before the throne of God. And, you know, so I think that, that we've got to remember this is willing participation. Yeah. Right. Which means that mm -hmm. we have to have a different level of influence than maybe we've had up to this point. Right. Right. Yeah. Not coercion, not okay. manipulation, not force. Yeah. Yep. There's a different yep. kind of way that, that, uh, um, that, that, that authority mm -hmm. is manifested. Yep. Well, and Jesus came to set people free and have mm -hmm. freedom. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and you I, know, I think, yeah. go ahead. No, I'm good. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> um, I just feel like, I don't know. I lost it. No. Um, you know, like we really are as Christians called to be influential in every sphere, in every yes. setting. And yep. just because we don't feel a call perhaps to media doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong for somebody else to have that call to media. And so like, instead of us judging that that's a wrong ambition, if that's the grace God's put on their life to be influential, because somebody has to go in and be influential in that area, Absolutely. or they're not going to hear, you know, like yeah. the people who are in that, in that sphere, in that influence, like Christians yeah. truly, like you said, we're loving, we need to be in every place, in the coffee right. shops, in the grocery stores, in the in the business mountain, in the media mountain, in entertainment, in government, in all these places. But I think this is where we really need unity in the body of Christ mm. and the not yeah. all of a sudden judging what the other hand is doing, you know, because mm -hmm. they're not doing what you're doing. But mm -hmm. if they are flowing in the grace and the gift God gave them in that place, then this is where we really need to rely on each other's strengths and not have this spirit of judgment like, hey, because you're, you know, trying to influence business when we should be leaving our businesses to go out as missionaries. Well, actually, <laughs> no, they're called to business and they need to be in business. And the Bible even says, you know, how can they, they hear unless somebody tells them, but how can they go unless they're sent, you know? And so there's, there's this partnership and grace within the body of Christ mm -hmm. that yep. we need to honor where the other person's gift and grace is. And just because it's not ours doesn't mean it's not the right thing <laughs> that they're taking that mountain. Yeah. 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 And Annalie chimed in, amen. Time to appreciate the specific graces given to each person for influence in every part of culture. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yeah. You know, in the church, ultimately the people of God, 
um, should be looking at how do I improve my influence? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and not in a performance narrative of if I get really good, then I'll have something to show for it or, you know, whatever. But um, we have a lot of people in our church right now that are getting involved in praying at the school board meetings and going and, and just being, um, making themselves available to just be there to pray, to seek the Lord and to do um, what God's putting in their heart. Even if it's just to read a little three minute um, call of like, what is the priority of our children in this region? And, you know, little things like that, that uh, we're seeing happen. And uh, we support that. We think it's awesome. We need to be doing that, but not everybody's called to it. Right. Um, I, I was having a conversation with one of our, our, you know, just one of our leaders at the, at the church and they're seeing this huge need in the population of people who uh, live in nursing home facilities or need in-home care. And there's this huge gap there and they're super passionate about it. And one of the things he kept telling me, asking me is why can't the church do this? And why can't the ch-? I'm like, man, it sounds like you're the guy. Guess yeah, where the church um, is? Oh, that's you, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's me. <laughs> yeah, and uh-huh. and well, can I meet with all the pastors and talk about this need? I said no. You can bring a solution on how you can partner. You're right. right. Like, like, yeah. like come don't up just with, come to bring problem. Come up with a plan and say, "Here's what I'm thinking. Would love your partnership, and maybe you can help." And there might they all might have somebody in their church like, "Yeah, I know somebody who's been talking to me about that. Let's get you connected, right? Yeah. And let's get the let's because we have a great pastors network here that that can do that. So, awesome. um, yeah, yeah, which is great. But you're you're so right. You know, each grace um, on each person um, should allow us the freedom to have a lot of different opportunities yeah. in ministry like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I think the encouragement really for everybody listening and watching this right now is, it is really, I, I mean, God is waking up his people mm-hmm. and part of the waking up is seeing um, what maybe looks like a very rapid advancing of darkness that i mean like i mean i remember growing up and being told like watch out for this and watch out for this and watch out for this like we are so far beyond the things that i was told to watch out for when i was growing up in church and and it's like i i feel like you say watch out for this and then three weeks later it's already so far beyond that yeah um and so like that can feel extremely overwhelming Yes. Um, because you, you're like, you know, where do we even start? Yes. And uh, so what we're trying to say is where you start is from your own encounter with God. Mm-hmm. If you don't start at your own encounter with God, then you're going to be creating your own marching orders, your own assignment, and you're going to be trying to accomplish something that requires the Holy Spirit, but you're going to be trying to accomplish it in your own strength. And it's not going to work. It, it, it's, it'd be like David trying to go beat Goliath in Saul's armor, and it won't work. But, right. but if you start with that encounter, 
then you're going to get an assignment straight from the Lord. And then you don't need to worry about any, any of the rest of the problems that are going on around you. You know, like Amen. there is no yeah. single soldier who is charged with the assignment of winning the entire battle, let alone the entire war by themselves. It's just you taking on the guy right in front of you, you know, moment by moment, whatever the situation is, is, is requiring. Just what is your assignment? What is your yeah. assignment? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I call it the mission in the moment. Yeah. You know, another way to call it is like, okay, you're called to your bed, buck and burden. Like where, where do you sleep? Where do you spend your money? And what are you passionate about? That's your ministry. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's that's, true. That's, that's where you're at. That's where you're called, you know? So uh, I think it can be really simple and yet it can be difficult to f be equipped for it. That's why we have gatherings and that's why we do teaching. And that's why, you know, the fivefold ministry was given to the body of Christ so that you can be an influencer where God has called you. Yeah. Right? And unfortunately, we've had a church model that says, well, if you're going to be holy, you got to serve here, you know, and, and the reality is like, no, if you're going to be holy, you have to you, you just do whatever the Lord's asking you to do. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's very simple. Right. So right. hopefully, hopefully, if you're watching, you're in a community that equips you to be ministers wherever you are. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and the other piece of that is you look at, the, you know, that. We, we have very little to go on from what to describe what early church church service looked like. Right. Mm -hmm. But you've got a couple different times that Paul gives some instructions like Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, Thanksgiving in your hearts. You know, like one brings the, a teaching, one brings a, an exhortation, one brings a prophetic word like. There actually is is a place in the body of Christ, I think a fully mature body of Christ, <laughs> local church looks like everybody is equipped mm -hmm. to hear the voice of the Lord. And in that spirit of wisdom, they go create solutions in right. what, what did you say? The, the, the buck, the bed, buck and burden, bed, buck, buck, bed and burden. Yes. Yeah. Um, in those places that they're bringing the solutions of God in those places and and then they're bringing the testimony of it or they're bringing the hey here's what i see god doing over here and and it's almost like we become those living creatures with eyes on every side it's like we're not <laughs> right. just seeing this and it's not division either division it's not yeah going two different ways it's yeah. just seeing lots of different um perspectives on the same thing saying okay this is what i see god doing in government when i was working with this this week and this is what i see god doing in business when i was working with god in business this week and the church leader is there and then they can get to just actually shepherd the people instead of trying to light a fire under the people they get to just shepherd and be like hey let's celebrate together feast together and what god's doing in this in this region you know like yeah Come on. It's, it's not about building some massive central church. Like that's yeah. not it, that's not it. It's about sending the church out, seeing them Amen. come alive, and through that that coming alive, they they take life and and 
be contagious with it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So we speak to everybody who's listening. Yeah. That your grace is that the grace that God has put on your life is sufficient for the thing that God has called you to do. Yes. Uh, he has given you everything that you need for life and godliness. You are not lacking. You are not impaired. Uh, you are not missing anything. So, Father, I pray that you would reveal who you are to them and your sufficiency for them in every moment. I pray that they would have an awakening to the reality of where they live, where they spend their money and the things that they're passionate about, that they would not feel like it's too small, that they would not feel as if they've got to do more and do more and do more. But God, may you establish their hearts in a way that allows them to give generously from the goodness that you've given them in order to walk like Jesus, to make the world a better place through your presence in them. One conversation at a time, one project at a time, whatever it is, God, awaken the body of Christ to take territory from the enemy where they live where they live. And Father, I thank you that you're raising up uh, wisdom for the capacity to not only understand their gift and grace, but to learn to walk in their gift and the grace that is on their life. So Father, we're asking that you would move in a mighty way. We know ultimately, big picture, God, you're going to change the world. And so we know that it's just our little part, that multifaceted revelation of who you are in the earth and so god we we're asking for that in jesus name and if you jesus. guys have anything you want to want to pray <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so lord i just pray that you would god that that people everybody who's listening every believer daddy they have a testimony <laughs> lord that we would really own and testimony that you've done in our life and we would mm -hmm. share that but that would become lord the 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 testimony of you know when we're walking along and encountering people lord that we would just follow the breadcrumbs and then we know that you're the answer to everything so daddy that a boldness would come upon us just to share your goodness daddy that it wouldn't be forced that it would just flow naturally out of us the testimony of god's goodness in our own life and the testimony of your goodness and, and the goodness that you have for each and every person that we encounter. Lord, mm -hmm. um, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and courage and boldness, Lord, to share with those who are suffering. Daddy, that when the stories of suffering come, that we don't just commiserate, but rather we say, hey, why can I just pray for, for that for you? Daddy, and that we would pray with faith, knowing that you're good. But Lord, that it would remove the heavy burden of oh my gosh i've got to learn every person that i meet to jesus and rather lord that mm -hmm. it would flow authentically out of who we are and authentically out of our authentic relationship with you because you're just good like that in yeah. jesus name yeah and jesus would you just like grease the skids of encounter because mm -hmm. it really does all start with with us meeting you and um so god would you accelerate those encounters mm -hmm. jesus as people look to you as they reach out to you would you just grab hold of them and pull them in god 
surprise us with the depth of encounters. God, where we've been encountering you, encounter us deeper. God, where our hearts have gotten hard or dull. Um, it just, if, we, if we've yeah. somehow gotten used to encountering you, God, then resensitize us mm-hmm. to your presence and to who you are. God, but what whatever it is that we need, God, like we need the encounter. Mm-hmm. You are our source. You are our source. Jesus, from that place, we will have all the wisdom, all the favor, all the anointing, all the all the whatever else we need everywhere we go. And Jesus, thank you that no matter wherever we go, you are with us. And we can lean into you, and you're going to help us. Bless you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, as the church continues to awaken in humility, and we awaken in boldness and the love of God and the fear of the Lord as God's doing this amazing stuff, um, I think it's really good that we get focused you know, and, and so the Lord's doing all that and he's going to give us tremendous wisdom, wisdom. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. 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 Good. Any final thoughts? Just, okay. You know, God believes in you. I know it's all about like believing in God, but Mm -hmm. he, he has perfect clarity in how he sees you and he is still in he doesn't see you the way you see yourself. No. If he did, then yeah. he'd give up. You know, like we right. wonder why he doesn't just give up. It's because he doesn't see us that way. Uh-huh. So, so just <laughs> lean into lean into his goodness. He really does believe in you that you are able to to do all of the exceedingly abundantly beyond stuff <laughs> that he's with you. Amen. Amen. That was really good. All right. Well, we uh, appreciate you guys. Love you. And we will connect soon. Thanks again for being with us either on video or podcast audio um, and uh, find us all at insightnow.co. Okay, guys, have a great day. You too. too. All right. bye. Bye.